everyone associates a color with a memory. And if you think like your favorite, like how you think of your favorite song, you kind of tie an emotion. If you hear that song and you're out, you've instantly taken back to that, that occasion, that memory. So if you kind of think about color like that and you kind of play with all of these ideas, you can really get like really into it. And that's when things get a little bit more interesting and exciting. Welcome to The Branding Lab, a workshop style podcast focused on providing actionable advice on how to build a remarkable brand. When host Yvonne Ivanescu decided to launch her own swimwear brand, she didn't know where to start. So she went straight to the experts. And the result? In-depth conversations with entrepreneurs, founders, marketing and brand experts who have created and designed the brands we love and interact with every single day. And now she's here to share these conversations with you. Are you ready to build your brand? Then you're in the right place. All right, let's dive into this episode with your host, Yvonne. Welcome to another episode of The Branding Lab. Now, today we're going to be talking to Allison Engel, and she is the founder of Design Cloud and Eat Life, and she is a brand stylist. Her background is in personal fashion styling, but when she decided to return to her graphic design career, she wanted to bring in those principles of personal styling and merge the two worlds together. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, hi, Allison. Hi there. Now, I actually thought this was so interesting, and I really wanted to talk more about this concept of your background in personal fashion styling and how you actually brought that and merged that into branding. So why don't we begin there? Let's like tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you decided to merge these two things together. Definitely. You know, when I was working in the fashion industry and as well as personal styling, you kind of view the person as an individual and you really want to capture their vibe and their personality and their essence through styling and through the clothing, you know, coming down to Mm -hmm. accessories and actual outfits. So when I went back into my graphic design career, I really wanted to bring that into into my kind of design world and bring in those principles and I thought like oh my gosh you know this totally clicks we like we use color and you know if you think about color and graphics and typography that tells your brand story and relating to personal that tells the individual story and that kind of really made sense to me that kind of thinking because you know when you're designing a brand every element has a purpose And, you know, the color you use, the font you use, the images you use, they all need to um, give the person wanting more of you. And, you know, kind of when I thought about it, um, you know, like when you're in a room and you're going home at the end of the night and you're thinking about your, your day and you're thinking about the people that you met, you kind of remember details, right? So you remember like, that guy, he wore a really quirky shirt or that girl's glasses were really cool or, you know, that person really had really cool, bright hair. And if you think about that with the brand, that's exactly what you want someone to take away. You know, they want to be like, wow, I remember that brand because of this and this and this. And, you know, if you think about it, we constantly bombarded with 
on a daily basis, advertising and subconsciously. And I really wanted to kind of capture all of that and grab that person's attention, your target markets instantly. That's super interesting because I think a lot of the times when people are creating a brand, they just say like, okay, well, I just need a a logo and it doesn't matter what color, you know, I like green and that's fine. But there's so much more behind the visual identity or the visual brand expression, right? Yeah. So, I mean, how does a person, I know you you started talking about brand story and I mean, like, how does that connect? And, and let's go into that a little bit more. And how can someone understand what type of colors they should be using for their brand or what kind of, uh, what is their, like, how does their brand story connect to that, to their yeah. visual identity? Like, Let's go. Let's look at that a little bit more. Can you tell me a little bit yeah, more about like that? Color theory is definitely exciting, and you know, when people start thinking about their brands and their business and how they want their logo, they always color is always the first go to, right? Yeah. So, if you think about color association, and there's so many things that ties into it. There's you've got the spiritual aspect you've got kind of the cultural and religious aspect of colors. And then you've also got your personal emotional aspect of colors because like everyone associates a color with a memory. And Mm -hmm. if you think like your favorite, like how you think of your favorite song, you kind of tie an emotion. If you hear that song and you're out, you've instantly taken back to that that occasion, that memory. So mm-hmm. if you kind of think about color like that and you kind of play with all of these ideas, you can really get like really into it. And that's when things get a little bit more interesting and exciting. That's so cool because like if you think about it, you have to understand first like what is your story? Like what is the emotional response you want from your, like people can feel from your brand, right? Mm-hmm. So then you have to think of the story, think about the people, think about the emotional response, and then what you want people to feel with those colors, correct? Exactly. If I relate it just to tie back to the styling aspect, you know, you you want to be remembered, right? No one, yeah. no one remembers the boring ones. No one remembers the plain Janes. Like, let's be real. So you want to be, if you're thinking about your brand, you want to pop, right? You want to pop in the room. You want to pop on the screen or pop on the page when someone looks at that. So if you think about colors, there's so many different um, kind of aspects and philosophies behind colors. So you've got your cool colors, okay? So you've got your green, your blues, and your purples. Um, And those colors in themselves make you feel certain things. And for brand, it's very important to touch on the emotional aspect because once you touch on the emotion, you got that person. So if I think a bit of, like, for example, red, it's kind of a very fierce color, right? It's powerful. Mm. It's kind of important. And if you think about it in a real-life situation, you think about red carpet events, right? So. Yep. If someone's rolling out that red carpet, you know, like, you know, important people are around. <laughs> so like instantly you got an association. So if your color's red, that's kind of that bold um, fierceness coming through. Um, and then what I touched on about culturally, if you think about China, China uh, red for um, Chinese means prosperity and happiness. And it's also kind of a color that attracts good luck. 
So mm-hmm. that's kind of where the spiritual aspect of colors goes into. Um, and then in terms of real life branding, we've also got this natural association now to medical. So whenever we see uh, red and white together, we immediately think medical. Like, yes, yeah. we just, that's like a go-to association with colors. So as a brand, it's important to be aware of the the real life association with colors, the emotional aspect of colors, and the spiritual aspect. I mean, you can go into that on its own. We can bring in, you know, we can talk about crystals and different color crystals, and obviously crystals um, represent and attract certain things. You could talk, we could go into that, but important for you to think about your brand and your identity, um, how you want to be perceived. I think it's also super important to note here that like color is something that you should be looking at at kind of the end of your brand strategy and like your whole creation of your brand, right? It's not something that you say you do at the beginning that you say like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to choose my color first before you think of all the other aspects, right? Mm -hmm. There needs to be so many pieces of the puzzle kind of already in place before you can even address the, the idea of your visual identity. So your brand. Definitely. There's so many aspects of this. You know, you get the typography and typography in itself, certain um, typefaces mean certain things. So there's so many elements. You've got, you've got your color, you've got your typography, you've kind of got your image style that you've, um, that you're kind of portraying with the images. Um, you've also need to think about yourself as a, a brand, but you also got to think of yourself as your target market because your brand mm-hmm needs to attract your target and Mm -hmm. if I think about it in kind of the fashion term and your vibe attracts your tribe so you really need your logo and your brand to attract your people yeah and you need to understand who your people are right exactly like if you don't know who your people are and you're trying to figure out your typography and your colors, it's n- it's not a match, right? Yeah, you've got to know, you've got to kind of put your target market into a person and like in visualizing, visualize, like, okay, this person looks like this. They, they're like this, like tie it all into that real life personalities and then have a conversation with them and imagine yourself as it's your brand your logo, your company, talking to your potential target, your potential customer. And if there's no link or if there's no kind of synchronicity or energy between the two of you, you're going to be lost. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I'm thinking of color, I think about my own brand, which is my swimmer brand. And it's inspired by Rio de Janeiro. But when I was thinking of the colors, uh, almost everyone was like, okay, you should do Brazil colors, you know, because we think of Brazil and it's green, it's yellow. And I kind of thought about it and I was like, I didn't want to do that because I didn't feel like the vibe of my brand were those colors. My brand was like more luxury, was more kind of like hippie and relaxed and just kind of, you know, earthy, but not green, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I was thinking about all of these colors and I ended up choosing like a purple. I think it was like a purple and a coral and all these like really light pastel colors because I felt like that vibe was more with what my target audience wanted yeah. um, and like what I was trying to sell, like what was the emotions that I was trying to sell, you know? And and I think that 
a color can really create and stimulate that emotional response, which I think that a lot of people don't realize how important color is. Yeah, I mean, we all naturally, I mean, one of the questions someone will ask you is always, what's your favorite color? Mm -hmm. So we've always, color is always like a thing. It's always in our face. And, you know, quite interesting that you chose uh, purple kind of as your your base and kind of more like light pastel colors because yeah. you know like purple example means luxury it means imagination there's kind of a, there's like a dignity associated with that and if I think about the light colors you also mentioned um, it's very kind of harmonizing it's gentle it's non-threatening and those are like good aspects to have in your brand. I mean, you want that kind of to emanate that those feelings. Exactly. And I mean, that's the thing. I, I really wanted those pastel colors because I felt like, you know, it's. I didn't feel like uh, very bright colors would be able to, to communicate the message mm-hmm. of what my brand was going to, what was trying to say. And I mean, I think this is a really great segue because you have your own brand, mm-hmm. um, Eat Life. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, what was the... Oh, so there's, uh, yeah. there's Eat Life and then we've yeah. also got a design agency um, called Design Cloud. Yeah, but you have... Yeah, sorry. I thought I, <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> I mixed up the names. But you have a brand called Eat Life and you mm-hmm. created the whole brand identity for that, right? Yeah. So why don't you like give us a little bit sneak peek of how did you go through all of this process, you know, how did you decide like what kind of colors, what kind of design elements you were going to create for this brand? Like what was the process for you? Like as a designer, as a, like a brand strategist, as a designer creating your own brand. Yeah. This is an exciting thing to talk about because I really had to put these um, principles into practice, right? I can't be, you know, practice what you preach. Yeah, exactly. So, So I had to kind of be my, my harshest critic, should I say. And so I'll give a little background of what Eat Life actually is. And it's a, a vegan food delivery app as well as a marketplace. And this is kind of a very new concept um, in today's kind of world. And, you know, you've got your key players. You've got your Uber Eats. You've got your Glovo. You've got your, um, you know, there's all the different countries have their go-tos. And nothing like Eat Life exists. So when I think about that, I think about, okay, cool. I've got to stand out. Like we've got to, we've got to make a scene, you know, we've got to get noticed. And mm-hmm. I now I need to think about the colors that I associate with that. I want, I want to be noticed. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's a crowded room, man. There's so many, um, there's so many key players out there and we've got to, we've got to um, get noticed. And the colors that I actually went with was uh, yellow Mm-hmm. and black and kind of also black and white but more kind of yellow and black being the the kind of the main colors and when I think about the brand style and the kind of the brand voice because it's all about telling your story it's all about telling your story through all of these visual elements and mm-hmm. it's very cheeky it's very edgy it's very slick and it's very cool and uh, we want to be eat life needs to be a disruptor needs mm-hmm. to be like game changing like you know I mean we're doing vegan food come on and we're only doing vegan food delivery um, so that's already going against the norm 
And so in terms of color, black is like strong. There's a bit of like rebelliousness to black. It's also got that kind of underground feeling. And that's exactly what Eat, Eat Life is. It's kind of more the rebellious kid on the block, you know. It's a little bit more underground. It's kind of the the smaller the smaller player, but small doesn't mean um, less effective. And then you've got yellow. So yellow is bold. It's energizing. It's playful. It's it's happy. It's um it's like it's fresh and like to be honest, like who can really be mad at yellow? Like, <laughs> Yellow is my favorite color. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it means happy, right? You think of like yeah. yellow daisies and flowers and like it's good fives when you think about yellow. Um, so, yeah. So, and then that kind of tied into the whole style behind it. It was kind of um, the imagery was kind of going on that street style cool. So, mm. and the kind of um, people that we had in the actual images were kind of, individuals you know like there were tattoos there was piercings there was wild hair smug faces it's really kind of turning all of these kind of what society might view as negative associations and turning them into positive and that's also kind of where the black and the yellow comes in and one more thing I wanted to mention was seeing as it's a, a it's a vegan food app every time you see the association of green Green always gets associated to to healthy food, organic food, or kind of that health aspect and growing aspect. And to be honest, I mean, oh my God, if I have to see green again with with a health product, it's it's so tiring right now yeah. for me. So, and it doesn't really tie in with eat life. We we going against the norm. So that's exactly and purposefully why we did not use green. I think that's just so amazing and I really just love all of this because I think what you said and I love how everything ties in together because I think people don't realize how much branding is just connecting uh, connected you know yeah. one thing always connects with another thing you know you you said your colors are connected to your brand voice which is connected to your story mm-hmm. which is connected to your personality so like there's so many connections that are happening here that all kind of come together and define what you're going to do right exactly. so like your color is not a standalone. It connects to your brand voice. It connects to the personality of the brand and it connects to the story of the brand. So, you know, you as an app, a vegan app um, that wants to be a disruptor, that wants to do something different, you completely go against the grain and you say you don't want to use green, which I think it's fabulous because you're doing something different and like so much cooler. Um, and I think that's great. And I think it's a lot of people need to to take the step back to really understand like what is all of these other steps before and how will that influence, you know, my brand, my visual identity, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get it, girl. You totally <laughs> get it. Uh, it's really kind of, this is kind of really uh, exciting conversation to be having because I think it really, it, you know, it lets everyone ask themselves those questions. Like, how do you want to be perceived? How do you want, how do you want the, the market to look at you? How do you want your, your ideal customer to look at you? How do you want to look at yourself? Because mm-hmm. you've got to also be 
your own brand, your own logo has got to also inspire you and excite you and keep you motivated. And you kind of pull all of those energies into that. And that obviously, it's like a mirror effect that like it all bounces back. Exactly. And I mean, like, I think that it's also refreshing to go and do something different because nowadays, like you said, everything that's um, like organic or mm-hmm. natural, it's all green. And like, you're, you're right. It's kind of like we've seen the green. Yeah. Let's try to do something different. Let's try to do something out of the box. And at the same time, this can also be your differentiator, right? Exactly. Because everyone is doing the same thing. So why don't you do something different? Right. Exactly. You want you, you need to stand out. I mean, it's 2020. This this year is insane, right? So you need to be you need to be the one standing out, especially now with everyone is, you know, the side hustles are not coming alive. So you've really there's so much innovation and there's so much creativity and there's so much potential now with kind of flipping up this year. So you've really gotta you gotta see how you as a brand are going to stand out in this crazy market right now. Exactly. And I mean, tell me a little bit more, cause we talked about color. Tell me about like how, like, how did you come to yellow? Like why? I know you said you, you really enjoy, but why yellow out of all the, like, were there any other contenders? Did you think of any other colors or was yellow just like a clear winner? <laughs> like yellow and black, I were they just clear winners? around, but I like, the association that yellow gives off it, it pops you know like especially yeah. with against the black it just pops and when I think you know what I do is I look at I'll have like my top like my top three let's say and I'll play around with all the colors and then I'll look at them from a distance and whatever's popping at me is gonna pop at everyone else mm-hmm. so yellow definitely was the standout kid it was definitely in my face, it's happy, it's bubbly, it's bold. And that's exactly what Eat Life is. Exactly. And I think that's also super interesting what you said, because I don't think we nail everything on the first try, right? Yeah. So to have like different types of palettes and different types of color pairings that are coming together and like just putting them up on a wall mm-hmm. and looking at them and say like, and then having your kind of your target audience and your the emotion and the tone and everything in your head and like what represents what I'm thinking about right now, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that like one of thing one of the things that also helps me a lot, and this is a little bit um, not about colors, but it was uh, I created kind of like a mood board, mm. um, and I had like a mood board. Um, I was on Pinterest. I kind of put it together in this uh, tool called Mural, and all the pictures that really spoke to me in as a representation of my brand. And then you kind of see the emotions. And, and the kind of types of colors mm-hmm. and shades and all that kind of comes together. And that also inspires you in terms of what types of colors or what types of typography yeah. or what you need to do. I mean, did you create a, a mood board or did you like do any of these things yourself when you, when you created your brand? Yeah. Definitely. I am obsessed with mood boards, <laughs> like obsessed. So what I always say to my clients um, that are kind of thinking about branding and all of that, I always say like, go to Pinterest. It's really a good like resource. It's like, it's a Bible. So go there and just have a look at what brands you aspire to. 
and what like you will naturally kind of gravitate towards certain certain styles and create a mood board of just a visual aspect and when you look at it when you look at your board as a whole like you can definitely see the similarities and you can definitely see where there's kind of a, a connection and a symbiosis between all of these these pins and these, these images that you've chosen so I love mood boards I I always say when anyone with anything if it's a if it's a company a brand or anything just put it on a board and figure it out where you feel after looking at that board I mean it's the same with vision boards right we do vision boards and that kind of also has that like oh my gosh my life feeling I have a vision board I have I have it up on my wall right in front Mm -hmm. of my computer and I look at it every day so I'm all all for vision (laughs) boards as well (laughs) yeah I think the great thing with mood boards is also that like if you keep looking at them, you kind of become your cl- like ideal client because yeah. you kind of look at them every single day and you kind of just absorb everything and you like become that ideal client, you know? Yeah. It's also just a really good way to kind of kickstart that, that thinking and that process because if you just keep building at your mood board and keep just picking at things and and you'll you'll find you'll start like thinking about things you'll go out and on your missions and your day and you'll just like pick up on these little details you start you'll start looking around and noticing um the shops branding or billboards or posters and you'll start kind of seeing how you feel about what they are doing and how it relates to how it's compared to your board and your mood board and and it's kind of exciting when you think of it like that because it's a journey. It's totally a journey and it's a game. You should have fun. You should you should be like a kid, you know, and just play. I love that. I love how you said it's a game. I know it's a journey, but you're right. You should be enjoying every aspect yeah. of creating your brand. If you're not, then maybe you're not like doing the right thing. You know, you're not creating the yeah. right brand for you, right? It's an ex- it's kind of it's kind of also the hardest and also the most exciting part of of when you think about branding, because it's quite difficult because there's nothing more intimidating than a, than a blank page or an empty screen. Mm-hmm. So like when you have a foundation in place, then things flow. Yeah. And I think it's also like, I think a lot of people really need to take the time to do all the pieces before the brand, like the visual identity and to nail it because I don't know about you and I don't know if you've worked with a lot of clients that have had to like relaunch their visual mm-hmm. identity, but I feel like it would be much harder to be able to, you know, within a year to to scrap everything, pick new colors, do a new logo, do a completely different typography. I think that would take a lot more effort than if you had spent the initial amount of time to actually work through it definitely um you know when you think about refreshing and updating your your logo it should be something that's kind of associated with a large amount of time you can't be updating your logo you know like every year that's that's no good right so your logo and your brand and your everything needs to have longevity um like there's nothing worse than seeing someone choosing trends because logos have trends. You'll notice if you're looking around, even on Pinterest, you'll start to see there's a trend of uh, the current trend of what everyone's doing. And I think col- colors have trends too, don't they? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. 
And you've kind of got to really ask yourself, where do you fit in? Where do you see yourself? Where do you see your logo right now in five years? Where do you see it in 10 years? You just got to ask yourself these, these hard questions because there's like you don't want to create, you don't want to spend all this time and all this money and all this energy on creating this amazing logo that's only really current right now and just for you to update it a year down the line. Yeah. And I think this ties back really interesting into like this idea where, you know, now you were saying that all the organic and natural things are all green. That's the trend, right? Mm -hmm. The trend is that if you're organic and natural, you're green. And if you don't identify with that, don't do that. Don't go and do like what the trend is, whether it's color, whether it's logo, whether it's typography, because in the end, you really need to look at you internally your brand story and let that kind of influence everything else. Yeah, I I think it's really hard though to block out the trends, you know, sometimes because they kind of. I think I was influenced a little bit with my swimmer brand. Of course, <laughs> we all we all like <laughs> we you know like we say these things, but we always. I yeah. mean, you think about fashion; it's trends. It's yeah. So you can relate it back to that. Because I feel like my pastel trend, I've been told by a lot of brand strategists that and like graphic designers that like, oh, the trend now is like all pastel colors and light colors. So I did go this way, but I feel like it really does connect with my story and and my my brand, like my brand. Yeah. So yeah. I do see it as carrying over in the next in the next five years, but also people, I mean, in the end, just pick something, I, do the work and pick something because I don't know how you are, but I am a huge perfectionist. And if I could nitpick until the end of time. Oh, I know. It's it's the worst. I would nitpick <laughs> till the end of time. The worst. That's why I always say, like, personally for me, designing, you got to give yourself like a break and a breather because when you get so wrapped up into it and you're looking at it like all day, every day, you start almost ruining it sometimes. Like sometimes it could be really amazing and then you nitpick and you kind of destroy like the goodness of it. So for myself, whenever I create something and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Sometimes, you know, like I'll create something and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm the best. This is awesome. And then I'll kind of go to bed and I'll wake up the next morning. I'll look at this and be like, what was I thinking? This is, this is total crap. So like just give yourself that breather and also kind of ask someone that's close to you. So have to like, kind of, I say, like have like two people, not too many, not too many voices, like too many cooks in a kitchen, like things, it's a bit, it's a bit messy, but like ask, ask someone that's your potential uh, ideal customer and how they relate to your brand. And then also ask just like a friend because they will know you and they'll probably you've probably really spoken to them about your, your business so and your vision. So really ask these kind of two people and see what their takeaway is. Because, you know, for me, there's nothing worse than creating this logo and brand and then you ask the ideal customer and they completely don't get it. <laughs> You're right. And I think I completely agree with this, like too many cooks in the kitchen, mm -hmm. because when I started doing my colors, I actually – put them up on my Instagram stories and I had three options and I said, which ones did you guys like? And it was so many opinions mm -hmm. and so many different people saying this and that, and I don't like this color. And I kind of like that color. And maybe if you put these two colors together 
And at the end of the day, I was so lost. Yeah. I was even more lost than I was at the beginning. And I was like, oh, I'm, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, it kind of can also ruin the vibe of what you're creating. I mean, you're telling a story. So, and like, people don't know your story, yeah, right? Exactly. You've got to give. So there's two, there's two kind of aspects or two kind of like kind of dimensions I think about this. So the one being someone needs to look at your logo and your brand and they should have kind of a clear association of what you are selling or what's your service or what are you like, what's your, what's your business. And they, it needs to be kind of, they need to get it right. That's what I was saying. And then the other thing is you also need to kind of see where your own voice is in that and don't get lost. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's your business. It's your vision. This is your baby. So remember that you are, you got to think of it, how is your business appealing to your customer? And those are the only two voices you really need to be listening to. A hundred percent. I think that, you know, you need to be in it, but you should also be detached from it. And that's when maybe bringing in someone that really understands your project, understands your vision, can come in and maybe give you some ideas or thoughts, but not too many people. And I think that I think that's a great idea. And I think that's, you know, my business partner, um, we work together and I would show him my colors and, and he understands what I was going for. And he kind of drove me back to the initial idea because yeah. what is your gut saying, you know? Yeah. And even though a lot of people liked, you know, these greens colors, and he asked me, like, what does your gut say? You know, you know your brand, you know what's going on. Like, what do you feel is right? And I said, well, I actually really like the original color palette, which is the pastel one. I feel like it works. And he's like, okay. And he said to me, you know, go with your gut. And you're the one who knows exactly what. Exactly. What it kind of ties back into what I was saying earlier about your own brand has got to inspire you. It's got to excite you. And if that's not happening, then something, something is not clicking and it's not working. And I think it's also great to look at your like competition and understand what they're doing and whether you want to do the same things as them or if you want to do something completely different in terms of, you know, your photography, your color palette, your logos, because you have to understand what other people are doing out there and then decide which direction you want to go in, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's the most important thing. You've got to see who else is playing this game with you and where do you who's the contenders, you know, who's the stronger contenders. And, you know, relating back to kind of bringing it back to the color aspect, um, you know how we spoke about green being always the, the go-to organic and health and food and, yep. and all of that. And then you've also got, if you think about blue, right? Blue always seems to be, because blue as a color, as a meaning, it's it's got that uh, like security and assurity and a kind of um, like, kind of just like you know like responsibility yeah, tranquility kind of yeah so you always see like it's a very corp- corporate love to use blues so it's always very like financial and kind of very business business and they always they always go back to blue so for you as if you were corporate business or if you were finance kind of business you've got to you've got to know that blue is kind of the color the the go-to color and then you've got to ask yourself now looking at your competitors, where do you fit into that? Because you don't want to be just another version of blue. I mean, you can be 
if you want to do it, if you want to play it that way. Totally. But then you can play with your, your, your tints, right? So you can play with your, you don't have to be, you can play with your blue tints. You can play with bringing in complementary colors. You can play with bringing, so it's not just blue. It's you've got your tinsel blue and you've got your complementary color and you've got your, your kind of, um, kind of more of a contemporary color against that blue. And you can kind of then see how you can stand out a bit more. In the- or you can, or you can even maybe stand out with your typography, right? You can do the blue and maybe do like a more funky typography, right? Definitely, and also the images you use, because um, you know, I think I think people kind of get a little bit lost in the idea of when they think about a brand, they think more logo, um, and logo uh, is just a part of your brand. Yeah. So, and with that is your logo, obviously, and then you've got the brand, and the, but that is also the images, the type. The kind of the, you know you cause you've got your complementary um, fonts. You have your logo font, but then you also have fonts that you use as your secondary font. And yeah. there's also other graphics and other little visual elements that are associated from from your logo. So yeah. kind of the logo is just a starting point because if you think about a logo, you really really see a logo on its own. It's always a part of something. So. Yeah. Think of how how that all fits together. It's, it's a puzzle. Yeah, definitely. I think branding is just a puzzle. You just need all the pieces. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, for example, I have my colors. I have my typography. I have my logo. But then I also have like a, a, an image, like a, a hummingbird. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of wrapped into my logo. But it also we use it as a standalone in the tags of the swimwear. Um, to represent the brand without the actual logo. Exactly. So like the Nike Swish, kind of the, the same kind of idea. Although I'm pretty sure we're never going to be as famous as the Nike <laughs> Swish, but same you kind of concept. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Think big, right? You always yeah. have to reach for the stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, this is this is good because I think it gets people really kind of thinking. And, um, you know, you've also have what you're saying, you have your graphic element and that graphic element, your bird, right? That needs to stand alone as well. Yeah. Um, so it's all of these different, these different aspects. And the great thing about branding is like it's so malleable in terms of like if you want the graphic element, you can have it. If you just want a, a like a very simple logo, you can have it. I mean, the sky's the limit. You just have to really understand your story and your target audience and your vibe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love saying that because it really, it stands to just so many things. And I think that that's it. Like, who is your tribe and why would they, like, what is the vibe you want to put out with your brand? And I think that color is a really great thing. I think that we talked about it a lot mm-hmm. and I think it was absolutely so interesting to talk about the different types of colors and the emotions. And I think that's what we really need to highlight here. Colors have, there's an emotional response that comes when you when you see a color. I love when you talked about memories. Like when you think of memories, mm-hmm. you also think of colors associated to those, right? Yeah. And Colors are so much more than just a color. It's an emotional response. So what is the emotional response you want people to have with with the colors? And it's usually not just one color. It's multiple colors, like a primary and then some um, other colors that kind of complement that primary color, right? Definitely. And yeah, and I'm just understanding those colors and then 
from that also just understanding, you know, typography, typography, your your logo, and all of these things kind of coming together. Unfortunately, weren't we weren't able to talk about those other elements, but they're just as important. I'm yeah. guessing you tell me. You're the expert here, <laughs> but as as the color, right? Yeah, I mean these all these all have um, their own sides. I mean typography. We could talk forever about typography. <laughs> like it's it's. You just kind of gotta. We just we just picking uh, talking about color right now, and that yeah, that's kind of oh, that's kind of a fun topic in itself to talk about. You know what I thought was super interesting? I I watched this video of this woman that was talking about this um, washing machine mm-hmm. powder, right? And it's a white powder, and they decided that they wanted to put like colored pellets within the powder, and they put in three different pellets, and they kind of um, are three different colors of these you know, I don't don't know, the grains of Mm -hmm. of washing powder. Mm -hmm. And they did a test. They tested it. There was no difference in terms of whether it cleaned better or cleaned worse. It was just the color. And so they tested with blue, red, and green. And basically what ended up happening was people thought that the uh, the washing powder washed better with the blue with the blue little grains in them. Yeah. They thought that the red was too harsh. They thought that the green didn't do anything. And the blue actually helped get their clothes cleaner. Isn't that That is so – I love it. It's so interesting. It's also really cool to see how um, oh, you can, like, just con- like mess our minds up a little bit, right? Because that's completely mental. And we, we've associated those mental – um, yeah. colors and I can understand why they went with blue though because blue is like fresh yeah. you know it's like yeah exactly you've got that fresh feeling it's like new possibilities skies blue new day and I mean who doesn't want to walk around feeling fresh exactly so I can totally see how how I, um that kind of went down I mean you can basically change the perception of your audience by changing the color of your packaging. Like you don't have to touch your product whatsoever. You can have two exactly the same products. And if you change the colors of the packaging, you can change the perception of your target audience of what that product does or what is the efficacy, like the efficacy of Definitely. that product. And, and then we insane. also, yeah, we also associate um, luxury or, or, or money or the value as, according to certain products and according like the color of products and according to a certain way um, that the typography is used with the colors. Um, another like really good practical um, thing to play and thing to test is like have a look at a, a store in an aisle if it's um, like example facial products and, and skincare. Just look at the aisle and, and see what you are gravitating towards see the designs that are gravitating that are that are pulling you because certain combination of of text and kind of that clean minimal look gives you the association oh this is more expensive this is more premium it's more luxury and because it's more luxury it looks more luxury it's more expensive yeah so like if you think a product being more kind of um kind of cheap looking let's just say let's be real and say cheap looking uh you don't want you don't want to pay so even though even though the ingredients can be exactly the same it's that it's what our mind does and how that plays tricks on us and how it that all comes to the the visual aspect 
Yeah. I think it's so powerful. And I think that a lot of people don't realize how powerful it can be. And I think that's so important that people understand. And I think that, I think at this point, we should wrap things up. We've been talking about so much, so much cool information. And I could go on. (laughs) We we could both go on. We could both go on, yeah. (laughs) And that's great. I mean, we, you know, you can always come back and we can always talk about typography. We can talk about Mm -hmm. so many different things. But I think the main thing that I want everyone to take away from this episode is your Vibe attracts your tribe. Yes. (laughs) You need to know what your tribe is, what your story, what your tone, what your your brand tone, your brand personality is, and how that translates into your brand, your visual identity, the color. What is the emotions that your your customer target, your customer audience should feel when they see your product? Mm -hmm. What is the emotional response? And when you figure that out, you will figure out your colors. Am I right? You are did so I, did right. I hit it? We hit it. We hit that nail. Perfect. And I, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. I learned so much personally. I hope the listeners also heard, uh, they also learned a lot. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell everyone where, if they wanted to, you know, learn more about you, where they could learn more about you, you know, your website or your social medias. Why don't you share that with us right Definitely. now? Definitely. Yeah, this was such a great um, conversation um, to find out more. If you, if there's any more questions you want to throw at me, if anyone's out there, like go ahead. I, I love uh, answering all these questions. Uh, my website is design.cloud. And it is dsgn.cloud. So find me. That's my website. Find me more about there. You can reach me through that. And then I'll also give you the Eat Life um, kind of website so you can kind of have a look what I was talking about, the edgy and the yellow and the black and the vibe and no green. And that's eatlife.co. And that's Perfect. it. That's me. Perfect. Thank you so much again. And uh, yeah. Uh, Have a great day. Awesome. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Branding Lab podcast with your host, Yvonne Ivanescu. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you next time.